Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode 275, and we are going to continue in our series in the New Testament, going book by book, looking at each book in the New Testament, seeing what's in there, giving us the context so we can understand how to jump in and dive in deeper in our personal study. Today, we find ourselves in the book of James. James, the half-brother of Jesus, most believe, was the author of this book, half-brother of Jesus, meaning he was Joseph and Mary's son, but uh, we know that Jesus had Mary as his earthly mother, but God the Father as his father, and we know that James had Mary as his mother and Joseph as his father. So he was the half-brother of Jesus. We believe that because of the way this was written and the time it was written in and a lot of the historical accounts and basis around it. Uh, Either way, what we do know is the book of James is great for teaching. The book of James is full of practical understandings of the way that Christian faith is supposed to look to man, the outward expression of the faith that is within. Sometimes the book of James has been noted as the Proverbs of the New Testament because it's so practical. There's so many nuggets in here that we can look at and we can say, this is applicable to me today. I can take this phrase and put it into my life today and it will change my behavior. One of the commentaries I read often calls this book a belief that behaves. That means this faith we have will turn out in our behavior. It will turn out in the way we act. It doesn't mean that our works or our actions give us faith, but rather the faith that we have is displayed in these actions. Sometimes we can look at this and understand that we are justified by faith in the sight of God and by works in the sight of man so that people can see, oh, this person is different. They have something different about them. How can they notice that? They can notice that if we behave differently, if our life is different, if our works are evident. The book of James is a difficult one as you read through it because it is very practical and very in your face. James does not pull any punches. He does not sugarcoat any of his words. I taught this a couple of days ago with a group of prayer leaders in our church, and where we found ourselves was in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 5, where the Bible says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any one of you lacks wisdom, Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. This is how James starts his letter. He's saying, count it joy when you meet trials. Your faith will be tested, but that produces endurance or steadfastness, and that has a full effect and makes you perfect and complete, meaning your faith then grows to a point where it can handle anything that comes up. And it says, if you lack wisdom, ask God. Why? Because you need wisdom for this journey. And he goes on and begins to 
break down verse by verse how we should be doers of the word, not just hearers only. And then he gives an illustration to that. Then he talks about the sin of partiality, showing some partiality to someone because they look different, because they act different, because they look like they have money, because they look like they have a better life or a better representation. We are committing a sin when we show partiality to someone. Then he goes on and talks about how faith is dead if there are no works accompanying it. Then he talks about how you should tame the tongue and how incredible and how powerful and how blazing the tongue can be if we are not controlling it. Then he talks about wisdom that comes from God, not from the world. He goes into worldliness He goes into warnings, and he wraps up the letter by saying, we need a prayer of faith. How is that possible? If you are suffering, pray. If you're cheerful, sing praise. If you're sick, call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And then verse number 16, the last part of the verse, says, The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. May we be reminded today that our faith should have action. Our faith should produce behavior in us that the world sees and says, That doesn't come from them. That comes from a faith in a God that is awesome and incredible. I want to know this great God because it has changed them and I want it to change me. I encourage you to read the book of James, but when you do, go ahead and prepare for it to cut deep into your life as it reveals the places in your life where we need to align our behavior to honor the Lord in every way. 